I want to really thank tonight Isaac Kababi. He was with me with, on coronavirus every single day in the live class, and he's the one really that really came up with this chart. He's really the, the, I gave him the information and he literally put it in a map. This chart is going to save you guys tons of therapy. Whoever does, whoever doesn't have the, the chart, you'll get it. Whoever's learned about our classes, you'll, you'll be able to put it together. But I've already, I've already done many classes in my rehab centers and it's really, see the thing is we have to give people visualization. Because obviously sometimes it's our emotions that are doing more damage than what it is. But I've re realized if I give somebody a visualization of where they are and where they need to go, it's a, it's a tremendous game changer. Because it gets you out of your head and it gets you into the moment. And I think that's really, really the key. So today, the beautiful thing about this is we're going to be able to blend modern psychology into old Hasidic teachings. And, you know, I've shown this to a lot of psychologists, a lot of therapists, like, wow, what is this? What is, I can't believe this consciousness. But at the end of the day, this is all emunah, bitachon, bitol. It's all the Rav Nachman, but dressed in a very, very, very fancy chart where we can relate it, where we can relate to it. First, before we even get to the chart, I want to understand, I want to explain to you guys how the whole process happens. Ultimately, guys, the ultimate goal is to get us from pain to purpose. That's the topless in life. You're gonna you're gonna go through from you're gonna go from pain to purpose. Obviously, not many people get to get the purpose from pain. We live in, in dark states, we live in, in dark emotional states, we live in anger, we live in other areas. So today I'm gonna give you actually the tools on how to get there. I'm gonna give you a roadmap, and then the work begins. And then the work begins. I know my life, I went from pain to purpose. That's the story of my life. The story of my life came from pain to purpose. And I think that's the story of everybody's life, by the way. I don't think there's a single person in here that is not, has not gone through a tremendous amount of pain, but not everybody's hitting their purpose. Not everybody's getting the reward for the pain. Some of us are staying in the pain. And that's where I really want to shift tonight. Because um, ultimately, like we said, the goal of these classes is to take you from a victim to a co-creator. You are a co-creator. We have greatness inside of us, we have to believe it. Yes, our minds can be weak, but our souls are not. That's the difference. Yes, there's times where your mind is weak. There's times that the intellect and the, and the emotions and the way you're looking at something is unbearable. But the soul is, is, the soul is what it is. And when you realize that, where you come from, where you are, you're able to get out of yourself. And that's really, really the big shift that Rav Nachman really gave us. How to really recognize your mind is weak, we've all had weak minds, specifically these nine months, but where is my soul coming from? My soul has no, no limit on potential. And that's really why there's no despair in the world. Like Rav Nachman said, there's absolutely no despair in the world. It doesn't exist if we recognize what we are. Just like if a person, today people are suffering from a lack of self-esteem. That was my la last class. 13 steps to lack of self-esteem. How could you have low self-esteem if you know you have a piece of your creator inside of you? It's just a, a tremendous amount of game changer across the board. When we're in a good state in life, we're less likely to take things personal. We're more likely to look at, at the message instead of the messenger. We don't spend time on people. Yes, we'll have a break, small breakdown, but we'll have a breakthrough right afterwards. The, the nights will be very short, but the days come really quick. 
And this really, this is really what we want to get to. How to get you guys to that state. Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 195, he says something very, very deep. He says, in my distress, you relieved me. In my distress, you have relieved me. The way Hasidus works is that the problem is usually the solution. It's very hard to see that. It's very hard to tell a, a person who's in, who's, in, who's in recovery, by the way, your addiction is the greatest thing that happened. That's your spiritual awakening. Or to tell somebody that his shalom by his almost getting divorced is his new awakening to getting closer to God. Or him, or, that, or, or a girl being single for 20 years, telling her, by the way, if you weren't single, you would never keep Shabbat today, you would never be spiritual today. Very hard for people to tell them that. They're going to say, well, what are you talking about? The problem is the solution. You tell that to people, you look at you like you're, you're out of your mind. Go, go to a therapist and tell you, the problem is the solution. What are you talking about? I have to figure out how this problem happened. Who caused it? My parents caused it. That person caused it. But Hasidus is a whole different thing. The problem is the solution. The problem is the solution. It's not two separate things. It's not two separate things. The problem is the solution. The lack is for you to get closer to God. The issue in our lives is to get us closer. Once you realize that, you realize, oh my God, my Creator is always doing everything for me, not to me. So it's, I, can't, I can't tell you what a shift of consciousness that is. Because you're always in, wow, I just have to look at the good in this. I'm not seeing it because my, 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 my mind is, is concealed. That's one thing. So this is, this is the message of Rav Nachman. The problem is the solution. And when you realize that, you have to look for it. You look for the solution in the problem. And you look at you guys, you know, I know you started a, 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 a cooking, you started, she started a company, Jane started a company, what's the name of your company again? Nature's Cocktail. You'll sponsor the class afterwards. Nature's Cocktail, prime example, she had stomach issues, she had bloating, all kinds of gas, I don't even know what, all kinds, candida, candida, all kinds of worms growing on her stomach, all kinds of things. She came out with a cookie made from coconuts, it's absolutely delicious. And if it wasn't for all that pain, shoot, the cookie would never come out today. The cookie's delicious, by the way. So you should, this is just a prime example. She has to get Candida to come out with a, with a cookie that's gonna, now her life is about the cookie and healthy eating. So it's just to show you how the problem was the solution. The problem was the solution. And this is usually the case in most of our lives. If we look at it that way. If we don't see it that way, then you, you, you miss the whole boat. You missed the whole boat. That's where Amuna. Amuna is not logic. Amuna is, look at the big picture that's happening in life. And this is where you don't see that model in therapy today if it doesn't have spirituality. It's very, how did this happen? Why did this happen? Who cares how it happened? Where it happened? Who did it to you? What did it to you? Let's find the solution in the problem. That is the basis of Hasidic therapy. That is the basis of Amuna therapy to look beyond the current circumstances, to look beyond that. That is the key to become a visionary, to not be stuck in the smallness of life. And the same thing, I would tell you today, if it wasn't for this virus, there's no way this would be a month. There's no way. We would all be busy. Eat games, this, that. I have something else to do. But the fact that, we, what are we gonna do now? Come up with a chart. This is what had to happen. This is what had to happen. So that's the beginning of the class, you need to understand that. You need to understand whatever you're going through, 
whatever you, whatever's happening in your life, you're gonna see it's really, there's a solution to it, either to make you grow, to get you into a different state of mind, to get you into your purpose, which is the ultimate key. There's nothing more important to understand that growth is non-negotiable. When we don't grow, you're, you're crippling yourself at any expense. It's, it's not that, what am I doing? But again, we're in a very Netflix and chill mindset today. And yes, it's nice for the eat, it's nice for the body, it's nice to relax, but the soul, the soul can't watch reruns all day long. It's not, it's not for the soul. The soul can't handle comfort all day long. So let's look. Now you understood Lesson 195. I'm going to give you a lot of tools today. I don't want to overwhelm you, but I just want you to get an idea of when, I, when we say that life is happening for you, you understand what that means Kabbalistically. We also know that the way Hashem created the world, there was an abundant light, but there was too much light. And if there was only light, there would be no creation. So Hashem had to create a concealment. That's where free choice comes in. And then He had to create a situation where the vessels broke, the shattering of the vessels that allowed evil to exist in the world. This is where a person gets rewarded for overcoming darkness and overcoming very difficult challenges. That comes from the shattering of the vessels. That, that's the example, that's the explanation for all the traumas and all the divorces and all this all the craziness in life that's happening, this is rooted in the, in the concept Kabbalistically of the shattering of the vessels. And ultimately, the ultimate thing after the shattering of the vessels is to make a tikkun. Is to make a tikkun. That's really what we're here for. To make a tikkun. To take the past, to be, to be few, uplifted by the past, not to be drowned by the past. Understand? A lot of these concepts involves letting go. Like we, the, the book of the year for me has been letting go. Not think about it and worry about it. You see the difference? Let it go. You see the difference? Letting go versus control, think about it, obsess about it, rummage about it, hold resentment in your heart. That's not, that's not what this book says. This book says, and you know, it's funny because the book has almost, um, almost 400 pages on telling people how to let it go. So obviously letting go is not a, a simple concept. Otherwise it would be five pages, right? Let it go, what's the big deal? But obviously it's 400 pages. Because every emotion has another emotion behind it. It's not like I can just let go of something. I, 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 I've created a, a, an iceberg in my heart. And it's one thing at a time. One chip at a time. One chip at a time. One chip at a time. So it's not that we are angry, not that events make us angry, it's that we are angry, but we get triggered by the events. Remember that concept. We are angry, but we get triggered by the events. Very important concept. It's not that person made me angry. I was angry, I got triggered by that person. Like the Jews said in the, in, in the desert, the water tasted bitter because they were bitter. So very important understanding that our emotional state usually is an indication of how much accumulated pressure we are holding at any time. You know, when you go to, when, you, when two people are going on a date and they're nitpicking each other, this is not coming from the nitpicking. This is, I'm not married, you're not married, I'm frustrated, you're frustrated, and little things become the biggest things. Yes or no? This is the answer people tell me. She didn't put the, she, she left to the bathroom, she, didn't, she, she left too long, she's not ignoring me. It's it just, you could see there's so much, so much, 
little things are blowing up because obviously there's so many people are so nervous and people are that. That is the understanding. What happens when we accumulate energy? When we accumulate energy, everything bothers us. Cross the board. When we let go and we get into purpose, little, those things do not bother us anymore. Before that, they bothered us. You have a flat tire when you have low self-esteem and the world's going against you? Forget it. You're gonna call seven people. Can you believe I got a flat tire? Can you believe this? How worse can my gig? Can you believe this? You, you, you're making money, you're successful, a flat tire, you don't, you're not gonna call anybody telling me you have a flat tire. So just to show you why it's so important that we are, things just trigger what, exactly how we are inside. Very, very important. And that's happening because we're not growing, we're not dealing with pain properly. Very important to understand. That means ultimately, think about it. If Rabbi Nachman already tells you in Lesson 59 that Parnasa and anger come from the same side, they come from the left, and you're in a competitive business world, and imagine walking into a business world already nervous as is. Imagine a Moroccan guy in Corona with the coronavirus and, and George Kuma and, and Kumo at the same time, and then one little thing goes off. He, he's he's going to blow the whole city up. Do you understand? It's too much accumulated pressure. So what we're supposed to do really every single day is let go of that pressure. That's the purpose of prayer. That's the purpose of, of meditating. Is to really, really, you're supposed to walk out of a tefillah prayer and you're supposed to really become literally brand new. You're supposed to, like when you say God created the world every single day, you're supposed to really feel that way. That is really the purpose of how you know you pray properly, is when you pray, you feel like you lost 50 pounds. That's how you know the prayers went the right way. You completely feel like a different person. Your consciousness changed, energy got blocked, removed of energy got blocked. It's, it's almost like going to a deep tissue massage. That should be a, a good prayer is like a deep tissue massage, literally. If, it's, if, it, if the pain is still there after the prayer, something's not, it's not being released. Imagine going to a massage and feeling the same exact way you felt when you got there. You're like, well, why did I do this for? Something's not working. That's what TFT teaches you. So first, if we take a look at this chart, the white, by the way, you should know this is three years of classes into one chart. Three years, not three days, three years. Just understand, if you Google this chart, you will not find it, because it's a brand new invention. You will not find the chart. Don't try it. And only we're gonna copyright it. First thing, life events. This is what we pray in Rosh Hashanah. We pray for it, for God to give us Parnassah, for God to give us Shalom Bayit. We pray for, for to find the soulmate. We pray. These are the things that either God gives us or God takes away. All of us has got, have gone through some kind of situation that usually it's money, relationships, something like that that's going to get your attention in life. Now, ultimately what we all do, because we're human beings, is right away when, when, when things are not going our way, very few of us, unless we're in a very, very, very high consciousness, very few of us can deal with the issue right away. We usually, right away, will go into a comfort zone. This is where we'll start eat, overeating. This is where we start checking out. Why, why do we do this? The reason why we do this is because the mind cannot handle, cannot handle the light that's happening at that present moment. Rav Nachman says this in Lesson 65. He says, 
He says, the pain a person experiences is because, and the suffering he's going through, God forbid, is only because his awareness has been taken away from him. Listen to this concept. Sometimes, believe it or not, Hashem will take away your awareness. So you go through an experience. No matter who you are, you know what to do, you know how to do it. You're like, how in the world did I make the mistake? Have you ever gotten into a situation? How in the world did I get there? How in the world did I get there? How, how did I say that? How in the world? I know better. You ever say that? Many times you do. Hashem sometimes takes away your awareness, takes away your mind, so you have to experience something. Ultimately, that experience will be turn you to good because it will humble you, but there's times, no matter who you are, He will take away your awareness. You'll say the wrong thing to your wife, you're like, I can't believe I said that. I know every time I say that, I'm sleeping in the garage for three days. Why did I keep on saying that? It's because Hashem took away your awareness. Took away your awareness. Now, it is only because the awareness is taken from him. So he's unable to focus on the ultimate purpose, which is entirely good. That's what's happening. That's the core issue. Hashem takes away your, 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 your das, he takes away your perspective, he takes away your consciousness, so you can experience something in your life. And because if you recognize, oh my God, imagine me when I'm 23 years old in Miami, gambling, casinos, and throwing parties, and losing all this money, and closing my eyes. Well, I know it's all for the good. I've been ending teaching classes, open up rehab centers. Obviously, I didn't see that when I was 23. I was in a lot of freaking pain. If I would have saw, wow, this is what I'm going to do. Great. But obviously, Hashem did not show me that movie yet. If He would have showed me the movie, imagine you're single today, and you go on a terrible date, but you know in six months you're going to find your soulmate and you're going to get married. You wouldn't be bothered. It would not bother you. You're like, I know, I already see I'm going to be married to this person. This is just a bad date. This is part of the process. Right? Because if you look, if you knew it was going to happen, you wouldn't, that, it wouldn't bother you because you knew that was the way it had to get there. Where is the primary example of this? Yosef Atzadi. Yosef Atzadi. What did he do? He saw the dream. He saw the vision, he saw the stars, he saw everybody bound. He already knew he was there. So whether he got sold to the Egyptians, where the Midianites, where he got sold, we got thrown in the pit, he got Batifa. How in the world was he able to stay so happy? How in the world was he able to say no Yehush whatsoever? Because he had a laser-like focus. And he knew already where he was going to be. Whatever happened to him, he already saw the picture. That's the example you have. He knew exactly what was happening to him. He had a vision. Once you saw the vision, you were there. So the rest was just a routine. And that's why he told his brothers, you didn't sell me. I was sent here. Let's, let's not confuse that I, I was the victim. <laughs> I was sent here. I wasn't sold. He told his brothers here, there's no victims here. This had to happen. Because Yosef Atzalik was able to have that vision. He was able to have that trust in God to be able to see that vision. That's what gave him that ability. And that's the same thing. We have also that vision and ability. But what happens is, is when, when we don't have that awareness, we can't just sit there and say, oh, this is the way my life... No, you have to do something about it. You can't just sit in these states. So the first thing we do is we're going to be in a comfort zone. Because we can't handle it. We can't handle the pain. We don't see the ultimate purpose. 
All we see is, is temporary pain. All we see is, oh my God, how long am I going to be in this thing? I can't deal with it. Remember, the more conscious you are, the more aware you are in life, the less time bothers you. The more, the less aware you are in life, you know what happens? Time takes forever. You know, you have a, sometimes we have clients that come in, they come in for seven days. <gasps> how long am I going to be here? <laughs> seven days. <laughs> seven days. You know what you need to get in recovery? Seven days is already flipping out. Because to him, he's saying, I should be somewhere else. I'm not in the right place. I should be this, I should be that. But once he gets to an understanding, all of a sudden, 30 days, 60 days, oh my God, you know, by the way, you were freaking out when you were seven days, now you're 60 days in the program. Why oh, it doesn't feel like anything? Because he knows this is what he had to do. See, that's, that's the difference. Time only bothers you when there's an absence of consciousness. That means the more you are hurried by time, the more time bothers you, the less like, the more the less awareness you are when you are. Which is very important to understand. That means the more you have, you know you have to go through something, the less time bothers you. But the, the more you're not aware that time bothers you, time, become, time becomes your enemy. Time becomes your enemy. And how do you know that? When you have consciousness. So the first thing we all do is we go straight into a comfort zone. We all go into a comfort zone because we just we don't have the head right now to deal with this issue. We don't have very few people have the head to do with this to deal with that issue. They just go into comfort. They escape. It's normal. We all do it. Then after being going through an escape, what do you think comes after? Now that you see that the escaping doesn't really work anymore, now comes the ego and the pride. Okay. Obviously, I can't escape from this issue. Now I have to blame somebody for it. Now I have to be angry that this happened to me. How could this happen to me? This is a normal feeling after you go through a comfort zone because we can't numb it anymore. It's not working. So now, who can I blame? That's where anger begins. You try to control the outcome, you realize you can't control it. So you, you'll see here, the, the ultimately, all the darkness here the darkness here is Hashem concealed from you. Hashem is, is not revealed to you. He's concealed. This is when He's revealed, when you get to the yellow. Ultimately, we're going from the darkness to the light. But when a person has, remember, why would I have ego and pride? What's the purpose of ego and pride? I have low self-esteem. Low self-esteem, the, the, the bigger, the more, the more low self-esteem you have, the bigger, the, the more pride you need, the more validation, the more you need to blame somebody, because you'll do anything not to take accountability. But you'll see that that's just frustration and frustration. And again, we all go through this. So this state, people live here. Some people, some people have never gotten to the light, by the way. When a guy tells you, listen, that guy's got a terrible personality, what does that mean? Some personal reality became who he is. That's his personality. Some people live in the state forever. They're, 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 the whole world owes them everything. We're not going to talk about any party. The, the whole world owes them anything. I don't, I don't have to do anything. I'm angry. The bottom line is you, you don't get anywhere from here. This is not mimicking your creator. This is where you complain. This is where you make excuses. This is where you want, you want more control. Because remember, what do we do in life when we, can't, when we don't have control? What do we usually do? We double up our efforts and seek more control. When somebody's not respecting, you know what you do? You seek more respect from them. 
you get angrier and angrier. It's like you're spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. This is where people stay there. This is where Hashem is revealed, removed from that person. Remember, it's never a situation of light not getting, we don't, you don't have to go grab light in life. You just have to let the light in. But the ego and pride here is where, if, for example, if there's an evil eye, ego and, evil and pride. Person giving somebody ayinara, it's definitely very egotistical. Why would you want somebody something bad for somebody? Because what happens, maybe if you knock him down, you'll be happy. Many people do that. Or you'll feel a lot of resistance. Very This area here, how do you know you're in this area? What's a good indication of it? How open-minded you are in life. You're in, how open-minded you are, your perspective. Somebody tells you something, how open-minded are you? Humility is, a, is showing you that you have a very open perspective. You're very open-minded, you're willing to change, you're willing to listen. Maybe you don't know everything. In that state, that's where people do not change. This is who I am. I don't care if I'm losing. This is what I am. Because God forbid, what happens? You've invested so much time in that story or that situation. And what, are, what are you going to do now? After six years, you're going to all of a sudden people are going to say you were wrong? No, I'd rather be miserable. But listen, six years, you're, st you're still there. I don't care. I don't want. This is who I am. So this is this is a very terrible area because it's self-centeredness. It's the root of all pain. It's the root of all personal issues. I take everything personal. This is where we all say we're getting abused all the time by everybody. Yes, people do get abused in life, but this is where you become self-centered, where you don't, where you can't see that that person's a messenger, or you can realize there's a toxic relationship. But this is the, this is the root of, of not moving. The stuckness, the stuckness, the ego is running the show. The ego blocks perspective. Now, once you recognize that that's not working anymore, you did what you did, it's not working anymore, then you'll get to a very state of darkness. And this is where the emotional despair Sometimes you'll say, low energies of apathy, who cares anyway, is it even worth it? Who cares, is it even worth it? How do I know God exists? How do I know this works? All the rabbis, they're all phonies. You'll throw out the rabbis, you'll throw out the whole world. And then you'll stay in a very dark place, unfortunately. But, what you could do is you could say, you know what? I'm going to surrender. I know nothing. When you start saying those magic words, you know what, maybe I did have it all wrong. Maybe I know absolutely nothing. By the way, the essence of knowledge in life is to recognize you know nothing. That's the key to knowledge. When you recognize you know nothing, then you won't get stuck. And you won't be upset if you fall, because you recognize that everything's happening for your benefit. And this is what Rav Nachman says. When a person goes into Bittal, when a person goes into Bittal, he ends up getting, this is what he's saying here. When the conscious mind returns from this self-transcendence self into the seat of consciousness, your mind is not able to hold. So the only way to really deal with pain today is to close your eyes. Rav Nachman, Rav Nathan came to, to, to one of his, to, to, to Rav Nachman, and he says, listen, Rabbi, I'm going through so many problems. I have no idea what to do anymore. I'm giving up. I have no more strength. And you know what he told them? 
The Rebbe once told me when things are really, really bad, you know what you need to do? Make yourself into nothing. If we know that there's one name that God uses to save the Jews and to save us, is this name Ma. The name Ma represents what? It's the ultimate level of humility, the name Ma. The name Ma represents the numerical value 45. That's the name of humility. Ma, Moshe Rabbeinu. Ma Hayenu. Who am I? Well, we know the opposite. That's Adam. We know the opposite is Chava. Chava represents 19. Disorder. Chaos. Control. That's Chava. This is the 19. Disorder. Disorder is control. Narrow-mindedness. When you get to the name Ma, Rabbi Nachman says when your life is completely upside down, you know what you should do? Completely humble yourself. Make yourself into nothingness. I'm not telling you make yourself into nothingness means check out and say, I'm not nothing. No. Make yourself into nothing. Recognize, I don't know anything. Ma. Ma hayenu. Who am I to even question the way my, my... Maybe this is happening for a reason. So when you make yourself into... How do you do this, he says? You close your mouth. You close your eyes. And you make yourself into nothingness. What happens is, just like a seed has to go into the ground and disintegrate to become a tree, we also at times, we have to just go to a place where you make yourself into a complete surrender. Many times I've tried to think, tried to do it on my own, I, I can't do it. So I said, you know what Hashem, I'm completely powerless. I'm completely powerless. What happens is when we say we are powerless and when we say we surrender to God's ultimate light, you're taking the batteries out of the ego. So the ego can't live anymore. Now you're in your soul state. This is where growth begins. This little white box is where growth begins. Where you say, I don't know anything. That's why when we look, what are the instructions of following Rabbi Nachman's teachings? Is whatever luggage you got, you got with you, leave it, at the, leave it at the airport. Because what happens is people think they know so much then they'll start reading things from Ram Nachman. You know what they say? I don't understand this. It doesn't make any sense. Not for me. So you really have to empty yourself to be learned. You have to be so teachable. How do you become teachable? By literally being so open-minded. So this stage, surrender, is where everything shifts. Everything shifts right here. Hashem, I'm single. I'm completely powerless. I don't know what to do, where to date, who to date. I'm surrendering to you. I want to do what you want. Show me what I need to do. I want to do what you want. Now there's an alignment issue. You're aligned with God's will versus the opposite. You're not aligned with God's will. God wants something, you want something else. So when you get to the state of surrender, this is where you start releasing energy. You start forgiving. You start closing your eyes to a bigger picture. You start getting optimism. You start emulating mercy on other people. You start opening your mind. This is a magical... This is where marriages get fixed, by the way. <laughs> Not here, obviously. Here people play, play score. You're doing this, I'm doing that. You're doing more, I'm doing less. You're doing this. This is the scorecard. Playing soccer here. For the soccer fans here. And this is where I'm here for the united soul. We're here for the united soul. There's no soccer. There's no playing score here. This is, this is where the resultment begins. This is where the bittul begins. After you get the bittul, you surrender to God's light, you start getting courage, faith, hope. That means there's a gift. 
when you nullify yourself to God's will, Rabbi Nachman says, you're going to get a taste of this transcendent light. He calls it. He calls it, this is a great book called Garden of Souls, Rabbi Nachman on Suffering. Rabbi Nachman says that when, you, when a person closes his eyes, remember, what is he saying here? Closing his eyes to, a, to the concept called Tachlis. Tachlis is your ultimate purpose, your ultimate goal, your ultimate mission, your ultimate purpose. You have a Tachlis. But right now, I can't get there if I'm conscious. I literally have to close my eyes to a much bigger picture. Imagine somebody with a, in a terrible, broken-hearted relationship. How do you get to that? You start saying, maybe, maybe Hashem had to break my heart to save my soul. There you start getting to soul. There you start making that shift. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Because remember, this side of the chart, you get nothing for what? Did. Because this side of the chart, what happens is anything spiritual you're going to do in this side of the chart, you're going to do with an angry heart. You're not going to do it with a, with, a, with a soft heart. You're not going to do it with an open heart. You're going to do it with, with sleep. You're going to pray. Blah, 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 blah. Give charity here. Rabbi Nachman calls it a state of sleep. You're going to be in sleep mode. Mochum Katnus. This is what happened in Egypt. Exactly what happened in Egypt. What happened in Egypt? The Da'at was gone. The Baal Shem Tov says there was no Da'at in Egypt. The Da'at was in exile. There was no consciousness in Egypt. So they were complaining about the cucumbers and they were complaining about the melons and they were complaining about this. What happened? They didn't understand. God's taking you out. He's not keeping you inside. But because they were that mindset, they had very low Muna. The verse says, because of a cognizance in the Muna, everything became difficult for them. They believed that they couldn't do anything. What happens is when you get to a state, this is a very, very dangerous state. You know why? Because the things that you're going to need to do to fix it, like prayer and, and new and living and, 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 and picking up new, listening to classes, you're not even going to want to do it. You're not going to want to do it. You're going to say, I'm not in the mood. It doesn't work. This is a very dangerous, dangerous state. You could be there for decades. <laughs> If you're not if you're not aware of that state. So you have to surrender. You have to surrender by letting go. And then you start getting courage, you start getting faith, you start rebuilding yourself, you start getting all of a sudden you have optimism. You're you're awake. You're alive now. You're not there yet, but you're 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 no longer the victim, you're making that turnaround. You start getting a little hope and you see this all day long clients when they start surrendering. And you start to see, wow, you see their face changes. As our sages say, that wisdom lights up your face. Wisdom lights up your face. Their face changes. Their energy changes. They have hope. They have optimism. They have a moon in their face. Ramnachman refers a moon to what? To a light face. And refers to depression and sadness as a dark face. Go on a date with a guy with a dark face. How'd the date go? Wonderful. Your face is your energy. First thing they see is they see your wisdom. They see your wisdom. That's the first thing people see. Your energy level. It's your wisdom. Your wisdom lights up your face. You want a, you want a facelift in life? Change your energy level. 
not the color of the face, it's the energy level, the energy. You see people, they're starting to change, you see their face changes. You think, what, what happened to you? You didn't go to no surgery, nothing. It's just wisdom came to them, the godliness came to them. They had an ore to them. It's a beautiful, it's called chen, charm. I tell people, you need to get out of this state because you're going on a day, you have no charm. You have no charisma. You couldn't even sell a parachute in the rain right now. You gotta change the energy level. The energy level is horrible. Who cares how, who, your energy level? What do, you, what, do you sell, what do you have to sell? Couldn't sell a free sample. So that's the problem. Once we make that shift, our body changes, our face changes, we develop chen. We develop chen. What happens? Like Noah Chassid, Yosef Chen. Chen is that charisma. When you have charisma, then all of a sudden the person sees that energy and they become attracted to you. They're attracted to your energy level. Understand? The same thing when people tell you, oh, horrible energy. Oh, what an energy on the day. It's because of the energy you give. <coughs> we're giving it. We're manifesting that. We're always manifesting energy. But the only way you're going to have energy is wisdom. Wisdom lights up your face. And that's, it's not, it doesn't come to you by. You could take a, you could go to get a better filter on your phone, shift it, but at the end of the day, you gotta see the person. <laughs> you gotta see the person. You gotta, you gotta meet the person, no? Can't bring the filter on the person to the date. So this is where enlightenment and encouragement, for the importance, I speak so much to the guys specifically. You have to stop, you have to go do the four day challenge, you have to stop because that stuff darkens your face. So when you go on a date, they're not even interested in what you have to say. They don't want to hear what you want to say. I don't care what you do, what you do, where you go, where you fly to. Go keep your boat, your, 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 your ship, everything. We don't, couldn't care less. Because they're not attracted to the energy. Very important. And remember, either you're attracting energy with consciousness, or you're, the energy's gone. It's gone somewhere else. So you can really fix a lot of, a lot of dating just by people you get rewarded in public for what you do in private. Remember that. The wins are not in public, the wins are in private. People think, oh, I gotta, what do I say on the date? The public date. Who cares? It's the private date. You need, to, you need to focus on the private stuff you do. Fix the private stuff, and when you get on the public, you'll get, you'll get the proper recognition. But if you're privately, you're one person, and then publicly you're trying to, it's not gonna match. Because Hashem is the one that causes a person to be attracted to you or not. So this is also very connected. This is, refers to Shalom Bayit, refers to dating, refers to anything, relationships, business relationships. You need Chen. How could you have Chen if you have anger? How could you have Chen if you're holding in these states? So you gotta surrender. Once you surrender, you start getting enlightenment and awakening. After you start doing that, you start getting wisdom. After you start awakening, what's gonna happen is, just like anything in life, momentum happens. What is momentum? That means, you're going to get into momentum. The same way a person that loses weight will, ship, will dress better, different, will look differently. I don't need to tell them to, look, to dress better. To, to, to. No, they do it on themselves. So as soon as you feel good about yourself, what else can I learn? How many people tell me, why? Okay, I did this. Do you have any more books? I didn't tell them to read more books. But they took off. They saw light. And now they're running to that light. And this is where... You start getting wisdom and understanding, and you start recognizing it was all a big picture that had to happen to you. And then ultimately from there, you get the purpose.
and you get to you get to where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. And what happens is, as long as that wisdom is kept up, something can happen to you, you're not gonna go all the way around again. That's what Ramnachan says, lesson 76. That means if you're keeping the wisdom, if you're maintaining, if you're staying in shape, if you're standing in, 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 in Ramnachan says, renewing the mind, marrying new intellect, you have to constantly do it. And this is called sight. For the, in, the intellect's perspective corresponds to vision. One who knows and understands something clearly can see it. So once you get to a good consciousness and a good state of wisdom where you're, where you're growth oriented, you can have a rough day, you're not going to the book, you're not going here again. You bounce right out. Wisdom, okay? I had a bad afternoon, I had a bad three hours, but you're not going to go make this whole wheel and get into a comfort zone again. And that's really where you got to be. This is really where you got to be. This is what you have to navigate. This is literally also the, the same cycle of creation. Darkness, breaking of the vessels, the new light comes, the tikkun is made. Ultimately, the tikkun in life is to, is, to, is to literally uplift the past. Whatever the problem was, you've realized there was a solution. Because if you recognize ultimately what in the world am I here to do in this world? What in the world? What am I here to do? I'm here to reveal God's malchut. I'm here to praise my Creator. God gets no glory from people being defeated and broken and, 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 and struggling their whole lives. He gets no glory from that. He gets glory when you go and praise Him. He gets glory when you give charity. He gets glory when you accept His will. He gets glory when you have a muna. He gets glory when you're able to, to get out of the, 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 the small mindset. That is how you enhance His glory. Because ultimately what you do when you get to purpose and you get to the state, you know what's going to happen? You become now the light for everybody else. You become now, you help other people now, and that's ultimately your purpose. You start becoming, you start getting purpose, you start getting, and, and, and how do we get this? We start getting serotonin, how? We, we start doing service work. And you start getting dopamine, how? Through growth. Serotonin and dopamine, what the world is living on. One is service, and one is growth. And that's what happens when you get the purpose. You grow and you give. And that's what ultimately will keep you happy. But until we get to that corner, we have to ask ourselves, how much am I really, really, why am I not surrendering? Why can't I just let go? Why, why can't I just go into a, a, a bigger life? Why do I have to control everything? Why can't I just go into and recognize that I'm doing it for, for my benefit? It's because the ego can't give up control. That's what today's world is all about. Control, control. By the way, you just went to the doctor, he told you to stop worrying, your stress is out the loop. I'm not worried about having stress and going to the doctor. This doesn't end. It doesn't end. The, the fear, the control, and worry is an obstruction of God's life. Trust, growth, and spirituality is you're letting your Creator back in. So may Hashem help us all that we should be able to make this journey. We should go from literally from the comfort zone. We should turn from pain to purpose. And you could always, and again, the key is when you're having a bad day, get out of your head, get out of the emotional state, and look at the chart. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you holding? And recognize why am I here? If I'm in anger, then what am I doing? What am I causing it? Why am I not? Why am I still being angry? Why am I angry? Because I don't feel good about myself. So it teaches you surrender, go into wisdom, learn, 
It's always teaching you the good thing about this charge. It's always teaching you to do something. You don't want to live here. You don't want to live here. What are you going to do by living here? Look at the light you're missing. And this is what it's called when a person has lights on his face, when there's wisdom, when he's in growth mode. Hashem help us all, we should all get there.